This podcast of 9 to Noon with PA in Charge from the NFL Scouting Combine is brought to you by Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. And um, a, a yearly occasion for PA in Charge is taking place right now. We really enjoy it every year. It is a chatting with Scott Linehan, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, heading into his 17th year, former offensive coordinator for the Vikings, 17th year in the NFL as either an offensive coordinator or a head coach. What... Um, what makes you proud about that run? I mean, that that is a pretty significant run. Yeah, I mean, I I never ever had uh, an inclination I was going to be in the NFL. And when Mike Tice called me in 2002 to interview for the job, um, I was like, wow, you know, uh, I'll go talk to him. I don't know if I thought I was a college football coach. I kind of put myself in that mode. Um, and then, um, you know, as it worked out, it ended up going there with, uh, with, with Mike and his staff. And um, it was just a really, I don't know, I'm proud of the fact that, you know, he, was, he called a college coach, uh, felt that strong about uh, hiring me. And, and then to be able to stick and be part of that is, you know, um, you know it's, it's not, it's not uh, anything I did or anything else, but, uh, but be part of really good, good uh, systems and some great players. Some of the great players I had in Minnesota when I was there. I still talk about those offenses to people. Um, I think some of those those years are probably three of my, you know, probably best years as far as, you know, when I recall what kind of offense we really had. You know, and Scott, if you look back to that time, you were at Louisville, and before you got there in 02, 2000-2001, there was a media relations assistant named Todd Downing oh, yeah. who always wanted to become a coach, so he became offensive quality control for you. Yeah. You know, and then things blow up like they do in the NFL. You end up in uh, St. Louis. He's with you in St. Louis. He's with you in Detroit. Uh, then subsequently he goes to Oakland. Now, 2018, he's back with the Vikings as a senior offensive assistant, so... It just shows you never give up, right? That's right. Uh, Todd told me a story. He's sitting in my uh, my old office where he used to come down, and we would proof our uh, <laughs> our game plan sheets. And uh, and and he was just learning back then. And uh, he's 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 a great example of guys that you know um, stick with it. Um, don't get uh, you know. I I, th- I think guys get a little impatient in this business now. You see a lot of guys that want to elevate fast and be fast risers. You know, he was a guy that uh, he started from from ground zero and worked his way up and, and earned his way up, I thought. Yeah, maybe that's the only downside to the Sean McVay, you know, story. And he's, you know, he's obviously, you know, perfectly capable for the job. But I got to imagine there's a bunch of 32-year-olds out there that are thinking that, you know, I'm I'm turning 33, I'm overdue for a head coaching job. Yeah, he he, uh, he certainly set the bar high for uh, for getting the head job early in your, in your career. But he's done a great job and he's earned that as well. And um, he's done a great job with them, so... Um, you know, I'm happy for him. I want to. I do want to talk to you about some some Cowboy team stuff. But before I do that, they just announced today or revealed today that the Cowboys were the team that NFL Films sort of was embedded with for All or Nothing, the show that's on Amazon that tracks goes back and sort of tracks through the whole season. And I don't know if you watched last year's version of it with the Arizona Cardinals, but. It's it was incredibly in depth and it had cameras everywhere and you were experiencing that for a year. What was what was that like? Yeah, they had cameras in in our meeting rooms. Uh, yeah, they had them in uh, you know on the field for every practice. There was probably a coach uh, that they targeted, whether it be uh, Coach Garrett or one of the assistant coaches each day. So I think they focused on a different position group each time and yeah so i'm sure that's just the the world we live in now is that uh that reality tv getting up close and personal 
Well, it's the world most live in. I mean, whether it's hard knocks with the Buccaneers or the Texans or all or nothing with Dallas and or Arizona. I wonder why Belichick never does it. <laughs> I don't know. You have to ask him that one. <laughs> was it? Did you get, eventually just stop seeing all their cameras and stuff in the meetings? Or yeah, was yeah, it always a little weird? No, no they're very un- unintrusive. They didn't really... Uh, they, they, they were professionals. You, know, yeah. you could tell they were... Uh, it's like being like be, being a little bit of part of a movie set where they... They were. They just became part of the I part suppose. of the staff after a while. Yeah. So, you know, we started. We had fun with uh, with with those guys, and um, you know, we'd tease them some about um, you know put putting a little uh, show on for them every once in a while. Just I bet. You know, a little bit of a prank here and there. But that was that was. It, they were they were very professional, and, and we really didn't uh, didn't really notice them. All right, last thing, at all or nothing. Because I find this interesting. How in the world does this not get out until now? That all season long, you had an embedded NFL Films crew, and really, I never, we never knew how, we never knew who the team was. I don't know. I, I honestly I don't. don't know. I have no idea how they. Because uh, in this quiet. day and age, it's hard to keep anything right. quiet. Yeah, right. I, I have no idea actually. Amazing. Well, you 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 obviously have gone against the current Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles a couple of times uh, within the division, X amount of years. Uh, with the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, a def- as defensively sound as they are, that that defensive line and that front seven is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, you know, Jim Swartz, I worked with him for five years in Detroit. Yeah, right. Um, you know, he's the, really the architect of that system. Um, some people refer to it as the wide nine. What it, what it, it's a great it's a great system. You got to have the you know the right players. I think they had some pretty good guys when they got there, and they uh, they were they were pretty dominant. So one of the things they were. A lot like I think Minnesota's defense. I think if you were to say the two teams that really dominated this year uh, defensively when it comes to the stats that really matter and scoring and rush defense and those kind of things, I would say those, uh, though a little bit different in style, say those were the two two defenses that I've I've noticed over the last couple of years that are really hard to really hard to game plan for. With the with the level of popularity of the Cowboys in Dallas, I mean, could the could the da- could the Dallas Mavericks with Dirk Nowitzki seriously get to the NBA Finals, and it wouldn't generate as much much attention as a Dallas Cowboys season, either a good one or a bad one? I don't know. Uh, something about the Cowboys, though. I mean, the the genius of um, our, you know our franchise and our owners. You know, he there's no one does it like him. I mean, we, we're still the, probably the most. Uh, most watched team, even on years that aren't exactly our, our best years, you know, you just the the, the stats show that, and uh, so um, you know we have uh, we have great tradition there, and it's a great place to work. Uh, but we are pretty uh, we are pretty uh, noticeable when we're when we're out and about. Scott Linehan, offensive coordinator, Dallas Cowboys charge. I know you're tired of talking about the Ezekiel Elliott thing, and I would be too at this point. But it it is it safe to say it unwound in like the worst possible way. He still ended up with a six-game suspension, and you had a whole season of distraction, you know, before this thing ultimately resolved itself. Yeah, I think it's just part. You know, it's part of um, part of what we do. Um, unfortunately, you know, players have um, get hurt, so you you, you lose them. Uh, guys yeah. get uh, guys get suspended. Um, yeah. You know, it's a team. It's a team game. You got to be able to adjust. Uh, you know, I think our first three games during the suspension. We're not, uh, you know, the best version of ourselves, but I think we finished the last three games playing uh, a lot better mm-hmm. football. But it was, we got a little bit too far in the hole and weren't able to get out of it. We, we, we knew we had to win out, and that didn't that wouldn't have guaranteed us getting in anyway, yeah. as it worked out. But uh, but our guys, you know, our guys kept battling, fought our way back. You know, had a winning season, and and uh, you know could have gone could have gone the other way. So I was proud of how we fought. How did you feel about Dak Prescott's season in in this his second year? 
um, you know, had an amazing rookie season. This year seemed to be a little more inconsistent. Yeah, he, I mean, he set the bar pretty high for a rookie. Yeah. Um, played, uh, you know, extremely well his rookie year. And, uh, you know, at times wasn't as probably um, good uh, his second year, but ne- neither were any of us. You know, I don't think – I think we just didn't have the uh, – you know, we just didn't have that magic that we had the year before. We've got to go up back and find it, go back to the drawing board, mm-hmm. um, look at what, you know, we're looking at what we uh, what we did two years ago. We're looking at what we did last year, uh, hopefully improving on some areas. Um, we've got some new uh, concepts we're, we're throwing around. We've got some new coaches on our staff that are going to add and bring some things, I think. So, um, yeah, you're going to see a real hungry uh, hungry. Uh, player and Dak, you know, going in his third year, so it's just part of his uh, his learning curve, and, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll he'll be better for it. You've uh, you've worked with some very good offensive linemen during your career, either as a coordinator or a head coach. Uh, your guard, Zach Martin, I mean, he he's fantastic, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to find a better guard in this league. Um, we're certainly uh, um, partial to him, but uh, you know, he's been one of those guys that um, I think when people like, if you were to ask someone. You know, name uh, you know one of the two or three best guards in the league. I think he's going to be in that conversation with everybody. So, um, you know, he's an outstanding player. Randy Moss is a Hall of Famer, and then you worked with him um, 02 through 04 when you were with the Vikings. It's obviously a high-end comparison here, more so personality-wise. But is working with Des Bryant in any way like working with Randy Moss? Well, I think they're all, uh, you know. Des is, uh, you know, he's he's great in his own way. I think all these guys are unique. Their their skill sets are uh, are uh, uh, unique. That's what makes them, you know, the players that they are. Um, but they're they're certainly guys that are game changers. Um, you know, Moss was the first guy that I was uh, part of as far as just these elite receivers in this league. And so when I think of the things he was doing, um, you know, it's uh, it's hard to compare. You know him to any of the other guys I've, I've been around and you know um, you know from from Dez and Calvin and Detroit I mean these are these are some elite uh, elite athletes and certainly uh, blessed to have guys like that and interesting so you know we uh, my son my oldest son Matt is uh, he's going to be a free agent he's hopefully get a shot this year and and I'm going to go to his workout next week but he got a dog this off off season and we named him after Randy Moss, so we got we've got a dog. What did named you Moss. name him? We named him Moss. All right, Moss, yeah. not Randy, not, not Freak. Randy. Okay, M O S S, and M-O-S-S. everybody's like, interesting, you know. <laughs> and I said, hey, that's the that's the uh, you know greatest of all time in our opinion when it comes to the guys we've been around. So, well, some of these names you bring up, I mean, back to Randy Moss. Think about it, Randy Moss, o two, three and four. He puts that double move on Al Harris in the playoff game with the bad ankle. Yeah. You know, Joe Buck has his moment on TV that becomes immortal. <laughs> um, and your your time in St. Louis, you had both Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, right? Did you have Marshall Walk too? No, I didn't. Marshall was uh, he was in between uh, his retirement and then going into the. Yeah. into the uh, t- TV booth. So. And, and then back to players here, you had Nate Burleson. Yeah. He had a really good run here. Nate's now on NFL Network and CBS. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson. I mean, you, you, oh, Tony you, Romo. Yeah, Tony Romo. Yeah. Look yeah. at Tony Romo on TV. He's unbelievably good for my money. I mean, you've been around some really great people. Yeah, I've been very blessed. Uh, and, uh, you know, those guys have been were great guys to work with. Um, and uh, you know, I, I feel like I was pretty lucky. You know, have you heard Tony Romo call call a game? I have. What'd I, you think? I, I thought he was great. Um, he brings a he brings his own flair. It's it's yeah. so funny. I didn't know he had that like that part. I knew he would be great at it, but I didn't know he'd be that that good early. So um, it's fun to listen to him. He has a different perspective. Um, so, you know, it's like he you know, I mean, he's he's so close to the game still. He 
Yeah. He knows a lot of stuff and insight to to uh, these uh, these NFL offenses, and uh, I think he adds a lot to 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 it. You know, it's it's uncanny how in any given broadcast there are three, four, five moments where he knows exactly what's coming, and he's able to say it. You know, before the snap, and then bang, it happens. Yeah, he just puts himself that quarterback uh, you yeah. know, mindset, and he always was a guy that could see the whole thing really, really clearly. And I thought that's what made him great. Thanks for the time. You bet. Scott Linehan, offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. KFAN is at the combine, courtesy of Whiting Clinic, LASIK, and Eye Care. It's PA in charge. Don't leave. Listening to PA in Charge from the NFL Combine, brought to you by Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care on the Fan.